0: Every day I wake up and I'm excited because we're living history. We're living a new path, a new journey, and a new chapter of our history, both as a country and as a continent.
1: This is The Undefinables, an exclusive Investec Ahead of the Curve podcast series for young professionals. I am your host, Sani Ravele. For the past three episodes, we've gotten to know eight out of the ordinary South Africans who run the gamut of South African industry from medicine to engineering to conservation to PR. We've explored what it means to be undefinable.
2: Undefinable to me means someone who is unable to be fit in a particular mold, someone who is constantly breaking barriers, constantly changing the status quo, um, causing paradigm shifts everywhere they go
1: we dug a bit deeper into how they've navigated their unconventional but successful career paths.
3: I started out in advertising and radio production, uh, working in radio stations like YFM and 5FM, and then I moved over to advertising, and I was in advertising for about 10 years, and that saw me play a whole host of different roles at different times, Um, and then at the end of that, I decided to venture out on my own. So it's been uh, a very long journey, a very hard journey, but ultimately very rewarding
1: and they've been kind enough to share some valuable advice with those of us who are similarly undefinable. I
4: think advice for millennials, specifically those wanting to see creative careers, is just have some idea of the rest of the business world and, and how you plan to navigate it and have that plan to take your creative thing um, and, and share it with the rest of the world.
1: And now we're coming to the end of this podcast series and we're looking towards the future. Anthony Bila. in a previous episode, you touched on how adaptability is a key characteristic of being undefinable because of how the future of work is changing.
3: I think that's something that young people especially are going to have to um, develop more and more because the the, the jobs of the future haven't even been created yet. So if you're studying law and you want to be a lawyer one day, uh, I've read multiple papers saying lawyers might become redundant because algorithms are going to pick up on how to uh, research case law and and reference things a lot more efficiently than a human being would so it's taking the principles of whatever you're studying or whoever you are and adapting those so that you, your skill set remains relevant. Um, and that's going to be true of many industries as we go forward with AI and, um, and algorithms and all the technology that's there. So it's understanding how to apply yourself differently so that you have uh, a bright future or any future at all, really.
1: So you're a creative, a photographer and a director working in the advertising business. But in your side hustle, Studio Bila, you offer guidance to the next generation on how to navigate this changing world.
3: I mean, my vision for the future really is to empower other young people so that their journey to success is, uh, has less obstacles. Because uh, depending on what your background is or where you grew up, I grew up in a township in the East Rang called Timbisa, where there wasn't a lot of access, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. And I was one of very few people, especially in my specific neighborhood, who made it out with any kind of career. Um, you know, there's people that I know that passed away because of the, of criminal activities. There's people who were working low paying jobs with no prospects for the future. And a lot of these people, I felt, were more talented than me, were smarter than me, but they just didn't have the access or they made a few wrong decisions along the way. So. In the work that I do at Studio Bila, it's bringing in young people who have the same kind of background as I did, who are hungry, who are passionate, who are talented, but are going to get overlooked by uh, other kinds of institutions, and we work together and collaborate and grow, and they gain experience, they get paid, um, and then they learn from, like I said, my history of mistakes that I've made along the way, so that their journey to get to the same place diminishes, and then hopefully they do that when they start their own businesses one day.
1: That's something of a theme for many undefinables, right? Helping the next generation navigate the path. Catherine Constantinides, you yourself started your PR and events business at a very young age, just 16. So you know firsthand how hard it can be for our young entrepreneurs out there.
0: There were great difficulties in trying to access money at a young age. There were very big difficulties because I was young, I was persecuted for that. So at a young age, I learned to lie about my age. And learned to tell people I was a lot older because they expected me to be a lot older than I was. And very often I found that I was the only woman around a table. And these were things that I didn't realize but I would have to really grapple with my entire journey. I still today, almost 15 years later, still find myself in a boardroom where I am the only woman around the table. But I really think that it's our responsibility as women and young women who are leaders in our fields to not only open the door, but make sure that we can take as many other young women through that same door with us.
1: Allegro Dinkwanyane, the founder and CEO of Ogela Media, is one of the youngest owners of a 100% Black-owned media company in South Africa at just the age of 28. Allegro, your future vision also includes, as Catherine puts it, taking as many other young women through that door with us.
4: My vision for the company overall and myself as an entrepreneur, I mean, growing up, I wanted to be Oprah. Everybody knows that, Um, my family, my friends, um, people even used to call me mini Oprah um, at one point when I was still at UJ. And then I wanted to be a better version of Oprah. I don't know how to explain that because I feel like if you have people that inspire you, don't stop where they have you know you need to just try and aim to go above you know and beyond where your mentors um left the baton um so if i'm inspired by somebody such as oprah i look at my life and i'm like oh she's what 60 something years old i'm 28 how far do i still have to go you know to achieve the amount of success that she has but by doing something that i love and at the same time inspiring people um and and you know rising with other people along the journey so for me i think The vision has always just to be a strong, successful entrepreneur, do what I love, travel the world, start a family, have it all. I like that phrase, rising with other people. It's very Oprah-esque. I think the people around me should speak volumes for my success. You know, when you walk into my company and you look at the people that work for me, um, my family, um, my friends, um, people that are very close to me that I can help, They should be able, you shouldn't ask Allegro how successful she is. If you ask the people around me, or you just look at the type of lifestyle that they're living, you should be able to know that there is somebody amongst them that is successful, that is, you know, um, contributing to also their well-being and stability. And it's just my way of giving back. Like, I don't see myself as a successful entrepreneur and then have my family lacking. And they're just like, but there's this great entrepreneur the whole of Africa talks about, yet you can't point at anything great you're doing back at home or your siblings aren't getting great education or things like that you know that for me then you're not you're not doing um something's wrong with whatever that you're doing you're just chasing the money and you're leaving people behind because um i just believe that my success is not for me alone um it's just to help other people open doors for others and those that look up to me one day will do more than what i've done as a 28 year old and and so on so yeah
1: Dr. Sivu, you've already conquered so many different disciplines. You're a medical doctor and a radio personality and a social media celebrity and also a bit of a fashion guru. How do you plan your future across so many different fields?
5: It's always been a process of of thinking about the bigger picture. So it's never for me about just what the next two years are going to be, what the next three years are going to be. It's always like, what do I want to do overall? So I look at what I want to do overall and I've always said I want to change the state of healthcare in Southern Africa and Africa as a whole. And then the next step is, in order to do that, what do I need to do? Um, so I knew that I had to go study to kind of make and learn um, the, the, the kind of things I need to, to, to achieve that final step. Um, but in the process as well, it's, it's it's come with looking at who I am and where I want severely to be in the next couple of years. So I, I kind of write down, I have a mind map of Myself in the center, um, how I want the world to perceive me, what impression I need to be giving off, um, what I want to do, and what the next steps are, and and looking at that mind map, I kind of then figure out, okay, I'm gonna work on this, I'm gonna do this, um, and and just always like. I'm blessed enough also to have friends around me that that see the, the the importance of strategizing so we sit down and strategize okay what do you need to do if, if you want to impact healthcare in south africa um and 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 also that that's basically yeah I, it's about strategizing and and looking at the bigger picture
1: the future plans of doctors always put the rest of us to shame you know, just. Leave- Bit because you guys are all like, I
6: want to save the world. <laughs> Doctor Nogu Kanya Kanile, put it into perspective for us. I'm really excited about medicine and specializing in pediatrics. I aim to better the lives of little people all over the country. And also not just that all over the world. In my bio on my social media page, it says that I'm just a real girl in a big world trying to save little people. And that is actually the like definition of my life I would like to demystify the grandeur that everyone puts around medicine and how difficult it is and how amazing it is. I'd like you to see that we are just real people who are here. We make mistakes. We try to help you as much as we can. I also want social media to be a tool that I use to help people see that our lives are not just one dimensional. We're not just medical doctors. We are not just young people. We are not just um, women. We are not just Africans. We can be all of those things. And more, we can be socialites. We can engage with people in other sectors to help better the lives of everyone in the community.
1: If you're listening to this podcast and it's moving you, making you think, making you look at how you define or don't define yourself, Invest Private Banking could be for a young professional like you. If you're under the age of 30, have a university degree, Working in your field of study and consistently earn more than 600,000 rand a year, you could qualify for our full private banking offering at a reduced fee. Just go to investech.com/undefinables for more. Now back to our podcast series. Very Shaba, just like all the other undefinables, you are using your degree as a mechanical engineer to affect change in this world. It's almost like a large part of being undefinable, is that we're not just our jobs, you know, we are also part of something bigger.
2: I always wanted to address what is called the energy trilemma, which looks at energy sustainability, energy security, and energy poverty. And I wanted to address that through engineering. My vision for the future is that i never want my business to be about me but about the vision of my business and the vision for my business is to address the energy trilemma and that's not only in south africa i don't know if you've seen the map of nasa at night but nasa at night shows africa at night and you've got south africa has a lot of light lagos has a lot of light nairobi has a lot of light but the rest of africa is just dark. And so what I would love to see happen, and it probably won't be in my lifetime, is for all of Africa to have electrification because that is a sign of economic development on our continent. Um, and also that gives people access for, to education, to healthcare, because you need electricity to be able to function, essentially. So my vision for the future is how can we do more as a company to address the energy dilemma.
1: Catherine Constantinides. that ties in with your work because your main hustle is in PR and events, but your passion is environmental and human rights issues. And those are two areas where the world can look especially bleak these days. So what is your take on the future?
0: Every day I wake up in 2018 and I'm excited because we're living history. We're living a new path, a new journey and a new chapter of our history, both as a country and as a continent. There's so much that's going on around us, in, in both in South Africa, around the world, and we forget that we are part of history. There are moments and things that happen on our watch and they are things that are going to be written about. They're the things that generations to come will read about and learn about at school. We need to make sure that we're part of that history too. And it's a, such an exciting time because Things are just so unpredictable. You wake up in South Africa every morning and you have no idea what's gonna <laughs> come out, what's going to be the challenge, what's gonna be the news of the day. It's really an interesting time. As a young democracy, we have so many hurdles to still go through. We have so many challenges. And again, a, an amazing journey of growth because we're a young democracy. And I think that it's an exciting time to be alive because it's a time that we can all contribute to.
1: So despite what things look like right now in terms of the environment and global warming and in terms of human rights and the worldwide move to the political right, you are still that optimistic.
0: I think that globally, the world is shifting and changing because we have become such a connected globe through social media and through platforms that didn't exist before. We're more connected now than ever before, so we understand what's going on in different parts of the world. We see what young people have been able to achieve in In the Arab Spring that happened not so long ago, we see the movements in America where so many people are taking to the streets to really campaign for things that they believe in. Justice and human rights have taken a new shape and form, where they're not just something that a small group of activists are fighting for, but something that the majority are really pushing behind. And I think that we are now able to really understand the world differently, as long as we scratch on the surface of the information given to us, because so often we just see headlines, switch on an international news channel and get an understanding of global global happenings, politics, things that are happening that are shifting and shaping the world. But what we must always remember is that we're only given a slice of the cake. We need to make sure that we really do scratch at the surface of the information given to us to fully understand and as global citizens, which we all are, we must have a better understanding of the world around us. It's the only way that we will thrive and build business in a different way. We're connected now, so business does not have to be just in one place in space. We have the opportunity to grow and to really make sure that we intertwine ourselves into markets and spaces that we never thought possible before. But The way the world is moving, there's certainly a shift, a change in mindset and a change in what people want. And I think that we have to be in tune to that in order to be successful where we are.
1: And on that hopeful, idealistic note, thank you all so much for your time and your wisdom. You've given us all a lot of hope for the future and inspiration to forge our own undefinable path. So that's it from me, your host, Ulisani Ravere, and from our eight undefinables, Allegro, Catherine, Dr. Sivu, Dr. Kanye, Very, Anthony, Kamini, and Nandi. See you all again soon in the next Ahead of the Curve podcast series, proudly brought to you by Investec Private Banking.
5: The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and
4: should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank. A division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.